<clears throat> Good evening, everybody. We're back. Oh my God, it's been like a month. Jesus, uh, this is uh, so good. Yeah, reunited and it feels so okay. good. <laughs> you know, uh, what can I say? Uh, <laughs> guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, this is Hunter here. I'm here with Scott. Scott, how you doing, sir? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm really good, man. And uh, unlike for what I'm, we're going to talk about this with this movie, <laughs> um, we are talking about... Um, so before I kind of get into it, we're talking about Independence Day resurgence, but can I just say, it's been a bad summer for movies. Like, it's, it really hasn't been good at all, really. It's been kind of bad. Um, I mean... Sorry, go ahead. You're Usually, gonna... get, I mean, you get your... You expect to get the blockbusters to do a little bit better than they've been doing in the summer, for sure. Um, but then you're always going to have the, you know, majority of the rest of the movies to be either just mediocre or just plain horrible. And there's just been, I, I mean, I have to agree with you. I feel like there's been, a, you know, more than usual above average kind of shitty category that we like to refer to as, you know, something like Independence Day that I felt like was supposed to be one of those movies that kind of set up to be a blockbuster movie that it's coming back, and, man, it it disappointed. Yeah, um, I mean, we got to talk about it, man. Uh, Legend of Tarzan, that came and went, and that's only been out like a week. Uh, you, Alice, Alice Through the Looking Glass, that came and went. Uh, Warcraft, that came and went. Um the only things that really did well was Civil War, uh, Secret Life of Pets, and then really, uh, uh, what else? what else? I'm trying to even think honestly. Um, yeah, yeah it's, to see. I mean, I mean, Batman v Superman, but even that didn't make what they expected it to. So right, exactly. It, it, yeah, so it's just yeah. Overall, I mean, if 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 your name isn't Disney, you have not been. Doing well. It was kind of supposed to be. It's it was supposed to be DC's year because i mean because they still have suicide squad coming out and they really haven't you know stepped up, the, up to the plate yet 100 percent. well you say that and i agree like they've done a great job with the advertising i will totally give dc props on that um and also right now hot topic windows all throughout the u.s are aligned with joker tees and harley <laughs> quinn shirts well i say that because I went to the mall today, and that <laughs> window is Suicide Squad. Like you can't, even, like there's not even any pain left. <laughs> it's just all Suicide Squad stuff. So, I mean, I think I think that'll do good for DC. But speaking of something that didn't uh, that didn't do well, uh, Independence Day Resurgence. Uh, this is uh, 20 years after the original. Uh, cl- so I consider it a classic. I know a lot of people don't, but oh, I do. But for me. I mean, as cheesy as the first one is, and Lord knows it is, I mean, from the point where Will Smith punches an alien and says, Welcome to Earth, it's like you kind of know what kind of movie you're watching. But, man, do I love that first movie. Um, Bill Pullman's speech about Independence Day, I was like, Hell yeah, Bill Pullman, I'd, I'd fight for you too. Like, there, there is just, as, again, as, some, as cheesy as most of the dialogue is, there is just something about that movie and outside of just, you know, Will Smith and making him the star he is today. Um, That's what I thought, too. And <laughs> I thought the same thing. And then I watched this movie, and I was like, you know what? 
Maybe it was just because Will Smith was in this. <laughs> so, so, you know what? Say say what you will about Will Smith. He has obviously been struggling uh, in recent years. But, man, this movie needed him. This movie needed him That was one so- of the best versions of Will Smith that you're ever, you're ever going to see outside of Men in Black. Yeah, very true. But I'm but all sitting there the whole time thinking was Will Smith needs to be in this. Will Smith needs <laughs> I to be in know, this. right? And it the it's time. and it's a glaring black hole that <laughs> black hole. Um it's it's a glaring <laughs> I know. But it's 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 a glaring uh negative for this movie. So very quickly to go over this plot, because um, there's not a whole lot <laughs> to go over, but Basically, it's been 20 years since the original attack, so it's, you know, in real time. Um, Basically, we've been able to merge alien technology with our technology, you know, because, sure. And and just as unrealistic, uh, there's, like, no, like, war in the world now. Like, everyone's just happy. It's just hunky-dory, and everyone's holding hands, and, you know, everyone loves it. But everyone loves everybody. So, basically, the aliens come back. Uh, they have a bigger mothership this time. Uh, there's this uh, MacGuffin <laughs> that uh, ends up helping us that we need to protect. It, this movie's dumb. Can I just? Say this? <laughs> you know, it's, it's it, if you want to know what happens in this movie, just think about the last movie and then take away Will Smith and age everybody twenty years, and take away like the good dialogue. That was exactly because. Because I'm going to tell you right now, Scott, this is on the list this year. It, it's so on the list. There's no way it's escaping the list. I, I was sitting there in this movie. So I saw this at uh, I saw this at like 5 o'clock on a Saturday. So I had just gotten off work because I worked an overtime shift. So I was tired. So honestly, I was sitting there. I was like, all right, my expectations are so low. Like you should be able to at least get a C- out of me. And Scott, that movie made me wake up just because I got so fucking angry <laughs> watching that movie. I couldn't believe it, man. This movie is <sighs> this is this is Gulliver's Travels bad. This is the Heartbreak Kid remake bad. This is borderline Fifty Shades of Grey bad. I, I hated this movie. And I'm going to tell you the two two of the main reasons. Liam Hemsworth stopped making movies. I want you to go away so badly. Even your brother's not good at making movies when he doesn't have a hammer in his hand. You need to stop making movies. You're terrible. God help you. I just want you to leave me alone and stop doing things. He was in... Let me just read you a couple of the great films he did. Um, So, Hunger Games, whatever. I don't like this movie anyway. Um, He did this movie called Paranoia, which means you will have to review. You haven't even heard of Paranoia, have you? Um, I think I I have heard of it. Oh, have you? I'm not really familiar with the plot. Yeah, it's him, Harrison Ford, and Gary Oldman, and it's a 6% of Rotten Tomatoes, if that tells you anything. It is a horrible movie. He was also in the classic The Expendables 2. Um, he was the hunk in the last song. He just made a bunch of really crappy movies across the board. So, uh, so Scott, what, what did you think of this before I just go off? Go ahead. Yeah, my, I mean, my biggest problem was that there was zero creativity in that. I felt like I knew the entire story as it was playing out. Another thing that just really bugged me for some reason was that Jeff Goldblum was this main character who was not 
he just doesn't have the the makeup to be this kind of raw raw main character that's gonna you know bring bring the aliens to justice and make important speeches and it just it was the same movie with worse actors and I mean everybody loves Jeff Goldblum I mean the favorite part of my favorite part of the last movie was him just being weird scientist guy and. They, they, I feel like he just wasn't right for this role. Um, but it was, you know, you got the mothership coming in and trying to destroy Earth exactly like the last time. You have the guy, the son of Will Smith, try to go in with his plane inside this, the mothership again. And it's like, at least come up with something new, you know? Like, at least show me that you tried Am I wrong? So, here's my thing. I actually like Jeff Goldblum in this. I know that probably surprises you, but at this point... I didn't, I didn't dislike him in it. I just... He he couldn't help out the movie any. He wasn't, like, a main character that I wanted to be behind, you know? Oh, well, I'll tell you right now. I'd be behind Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, but yeah, and, and, yeah what? <laughs> but, but, I mean, well, Jeff Goldblum, I love him as an actor, um... I I love he was on Will and Grace for a while and I loved him on that. I realized just after talking about wanting to fuck Jeff Goldblum and going to Will and Grace probably isn't the Jurassic best. Park, yeah. Uh, oh one yeah of the that best Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, I know Jeff Goldblum shirtless. Woo, okay, alright, I gotta stop. I'm sorry, but, but but Jeff Goldblum's awesome and he does have really good comedic timing and I will say he just didn't I thought he was okay. But it was because the dialogue they gave him was so bad. But he was he was working with very little, so I I, I don't I almost give him a pass on he, this. He was not the reason this movie was bad. That's for sure. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah. So um, one thing I will say though, Liam Hemsworth is atrocious in this new dude, uh, Jesse T. Usher, who plays Dylan, who uh, is Will Smith's uh, character's son. Oh my God! You want to talk about? <laughs> God almighty, man. You want to talk about someone who just sucked ass through a straw. This kid cannot Damn. act at all. No, I was... There, there are porn actors who would be like, wow, you were a shitty actor. He was terrible in this movie. There's this line that <laughs> I just facepalmed. And I'll tell you right now, this is the point where I went, the movie's over. It's not going to get better. That line just kind of where he's like... It's the 4th of July. Let's show them some fireworks. And I was like, oh my God in heaven. And I just, Scott, I won't even lie. I told you, I facepalmed and I just went, ugh. And the movie legitimately got worse from there somehow. And the, the dumb reason they have for Dylan, his character, and Jake Lee, Hemsworth's character, for their beef like, it's the most, like, shoehorned in, like, really, like, ridiculous reason. So by the time, and the movie kind of plays it like a mystery, so when the movie reveals it, I was like, oh, that's why? And then they won't stop talking about it. It's like, hey, I forgave you, but I'm going to keep bringing it up over and over again. And and then there's this girl, Patricia Whitmore, who's uh, Bill Pullman, the president, uh, Thomas Whitmore's daughter, who looks like a reject from a Transformers movie. She was the one girl who wouldn't give Michael Bay a blowjob. So it's like, well, you don't get to be in Transformers movie. And she's in this. And by the way, Scott, did you know that's not the original actress, like from the, um, from uh, like the little girl 
from the movie. Um, that actress who originally, you know, was her, uh, was a little kid. That's May. This is an actress named Mae Whitman, mm-hmm. who actually is in Scott Pilgrim. She's awesome in that. She's in The Perks of Being a Wallflower, and she's in uh, that movie, The Duff, that we saw. Uh-huh. Uh, she, she's the Duff, and I'm gonna tell you right <laughs> she now. She's totally the Duff. I'm gonna tell you right now, Mae Whitman. She's an amazing actress. I think she's absolutely fucking talented. She's gorgeous. She's can actually deliver a line. And this girl was terrible. When they're telling you like she's a fire pilot, she's a badass. I'm like there is no goddamn way <laughs> that this girl is any of the things that you were trying to shove down my throat. And the movie keeps like poking you, like come on, come on, like you buy it, right? It's like no. And then, oh god. Scott, I'm gonna tell you right. No, sir, I'm sitting here trying to think of things I liked, and the like, only I, the only thing I mean, it, it's it's like they just threw a bunch of money at the CG, like happened is you know beginning to happen more and more nowadays, and they just said fuck it with the story and gave it to some writer who hasn't done this before apparently, and then it's like people will come see it because it's Independence Day and doesn't matter what it is, they're gonna get the those first tickets, those opening day tickets, opening weekend tickets, and, you know, they got money for it. And that's what it just feels like to me. It just feels kind of like a little bit emotionless, kind of heartless movie. So the original budget, uh, the budget uh, for the first Independence Day was $75 million. The budget for this Independence Day was 165 and I'm going to tell you right now, the first movie looked better. I couldn't believe how bad the ships... The aliens, everything looked so bad in this movie. There's this point where you see these, like, um, these uh, X-Wing fighters. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, our U.S. fighters, whatever they're called, like, fly up towards the moon with, like, the uh-huh. U.S. flag. And it looks so fake. I, I couldn't. I, did I you just, see this in 3D? I, I didn't, actually. Okay, I just saw I didn't this, either. I just saw this in standard, uh, just standard. and Standard D. Yeah, standard D. <laughs> you know, just you know, give the girls. What are you gonna give the girls? Some standard D, but, but I'm thinking a little bit of the standard D tonight. Yes, <laughs> but watching this movie, man, I just Roland Emmerich. Uh, Roland Emmerich, pardon me. Um, he's done some really some movies I actually enjoy. Uh, he did uh, 2012, which is just fun. He did Day After Tomorrow. Um, he did a movie I love. He did a White House Down. I fucking love that movie. Uh, he did... What? That, that list is not impressing me. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, that's fine. You you, you, you be the hater, but... And then he I'm did, not hating. White House Down is not considered for me to be, like, a big notch in your belt. <laughs> but, but to go ahead and flip the script, he's done some really bad movies, like uh, Universal Soldier, um... The rich, that Godzilla remake with with Ferris Bueller, which was not very good. He produced this movie called The 13th Floor, which I can almost guarantee no one has seen but me, which is absolutely terrible. He did Eight-Legged Freaks. That tells you anything. Do you remember that movie? He produced, I sort of liked that one. That was, oh. that was scary, but it was, it, was, it was a bad movie, but it was like a kind of a creepy bad movie. Um, he did 10,000 BC, which is one of my least favorite movies of all time, with with uh, David Arquette. Is that the guy that was like running? Oh no, no, yeah, no, that yeah, that's the, this is the one with like the caveman and they have yeah. that really crappy looking saber tooth tiger. Yeah, he he he's done some bad movies, but it felt like he was legitimately just uh, bored. 
doing this movie. He was just like, I don't care, whatever. Like, oh, you're giving me $165 million goddamn dollars. Like, oh, sure, I'll just stumble through this. And there were, let's see, one, two, three, four. There were six writers on this movie. Six writers, and none of them could collectively could make a better movie than what we got. It, it's It's truly remarkable. And... I'm not even going over all the things that I hate in this movie. There, there's a point where you're halfway through the movie, and the movie keeps introducing characters, like, every scene. Like, mm-hmm. like, like, like supporting characters to a point where there's, like, 12 subplots going on, and you're sitting there thinking, how are you going to tie this all up? And, spoiler well, alert, and they, they don't. They spend so little time on each character that you feel nothing for them. It's like... They go through certain scenes that are supposed to be really tense, and by the time you get to them, and it, it gets to it, and then it switches to another scene, it's like there was no buildup. There was like, excuse me, there's a there's a part when like he he goes to reach for her hand so that she doesn't fall out of the helicopter or whatever, and it's over in like ten seconds. Like what? Where's the buildup? Where's the emotion? There, you don't. There's no development in the characters. So, who gives a shit what happens to them in the end? Yeah. the The biggest thing about this movie that just made me just shake my head is a uh, Vivica A. Fox, a uh, Jasmine, who's a uh, Dylan's um, mom. The way they kill her off is just like the like blink and you'll miss it. And then the movie kind of goes like, "Oh, well, she's dead. That sucks, doesn't it?" And it cuts. And that was the one point. Scott, where I thought the movie might go, all right, we're going to let Dylan, you know, show off, like, you know, how angry he is, no use as motivation to take down the aliens, and they couldn't even do that, like, he just kind of goes, like, he's, like, bites his lip, like, oh, my mom's dead, it's almost like he's getting off on it, like, oh, my mom's, like, my mom's dead, it's just, like, like, I couldn't tell if she grabbed a hold or not, like, I couldn't, as I was watching it, I couldn't tell. Like so, for like the like five minutes after that, I couldn't tell if she was alive or not until they like said something about it, and I was like, "So she didn't make it." I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, all I was thinking was, man, like you couldn't have given her a better death. Even Bill Pullman, when he when uh, Thomas Whitmore dies, which. Okay, if you really didn't see that coming, oh yeah, I guess you should have said. Believe me, we're saving you. We're saving you money right now. We're not ruining anything. That I, I really, this is one of those movies that I was like, it was hard for me to pay for it. Like personally, <laughs> as a movie reviewer, like I enjoy going to the movies, but it was like sometimes it just it's too personal where you're giving away your money, your hard-earned money <laughs> to a box office, and it's like. It's almost almost fifteen dollars these days. So, especially if you're seeing a three D movie, but this one was this one was tough. This one was tough to get through. Scott, I about had a heart attack when I went up. So I saw the movie like at five o'clock after work, like I mentioned, and the lady's like, "Oh, it's gonna be ten fifty. I was like, ten fifty. I'm like, "Are you like I? Oh man, I I man, I almost struck in the Wesley Snipes. Like, motherfucker, what are you talking about? Like, I." Like I was like, this is when you this is when you contemplate just double dipping and just going to a movie you want to see and then just hitting this one up after you know. Oh like, man, it's so true. I ooh I ooh this movie <laughs> just 
And all sitting there, all I was sitting there thinking was, man, you could have done this so much better. Like, someone could have given a little bit of a shit. Like, a little bit of a shit. And yet, between six writers, they couldn't get this done. Um, so, it, and okay, the last thing before we get to final thoughts, the way they set this up for a sequel, I, Scott, my jaw was on the floor. I, Scott, I, I, I could not believe the way they're like, practically turned, looked at the screen, winked at you and said, are you ready for part three? And I was like, no, I'm not ready for part three. I don't want you guys to even, I don't, I don't want you guys to do a YouTube movie, let alone a live action, like, full movie. I couldn't believe how this movie ends. And even the people around me kind of looked around like, wait, is that it? Like, that's how it's ending? Um, this movie's horrible, man. And just getting to my final thoughts, I, I hate this movie. I really do. I hate this on the same level as Fifty Shades of Grey. And the reason I do is because they took something, unlike Fifty Shades of Grey, they took something that had promise that had a, a following that was really revered by a lot of people and they, and just like Zoolander 2 it was like the director Ugh. was like and honestly Scott I had that Zoolander 2 feeling for all of this whole movie just thinking man you guys really didn't care you knew you could squeeze some money out they cut this movie feels like it was chopped to the bone just because if they did it that way, they could squeeze in more screen time, uh, screenings to go ahead and squeeze more people out of their hard-earned ten fifty or fifteen dollars or whatever you're paying. Uh, I I hate this movie. This is a go fuck yourself. Uh, every single person who's associated with this movie should really be ashamed <laughs> of themselves. No, I'm not. You laugh, Scott. There's no joke here. I was. <laughs> I don't think you're so, joking. It's just you're just hilarious because look i okay look wasting your money yeah it sucks but wasting my time mm -hmm. that really pisses me off i could be watching i could be getting caught up on game of thrones or watching archer or, or reading just, a book or like doing anything with your life really or, or playing pokemon go like i could be doing, oh gosh i could be doing all of these things that are better than what i had to sit through so yeah this is a go fuck yourself scott go ahead yeah, I didn't... Oh, here we go. <laughs> I know. I just didn't... I. It was a bad movie, but I didn't make me angry, and it didn't hurt me as much as Zoolander did. Zoo, excuse me, Zoolander 2 did. Um, But it was just... It just seemed really lazy. Just like a super lazy movie that threw a bunch of money at the CG for a little effect, and... I just thought it was really dumb. It was just, it, this is a straight-to-USA TNT movie. Mm. You're going to see this on, on those, show, uh, on those um, channels every Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, this, is, this is like less, I don't even know if this is Redbox worthy, but I thought it was dumb, so I'm just going to give it a big old D. There you go. All right. I was like, if you gave it a C. Oh, no, no, no. I was about, I was about to lose my mind. But okay, good. I'm happy to hear that. But, yeah, guys, this movie, uh, it, it's going to be on my list just because I left the theater and I was upset. Like, I was really legitimately upset. And so I went and got an awful, awful, which, if you don't know, that, that is That good. makes everybody feel better. Yeah, so it made me feel better. Oh, oh, and one thing I did forget to mention, uh, Britt Spiner, uh, as a scientist, uh, Dr. Uh, Bar uh, uh, Brackish, 
God, they gave him so much to do in this movie, and it's, yeah. he's annoying. Mm-hmm. He's so annoying. He was like he was kooky and like kind of quirky in the last one. Like, oh, the, the, I remember that guy. He was funny, and they just they shove him shove him down your throat in this one. Yeah, like it. Uh, it Even like, I'm sorry, but the they make him talk like again, or they and actually, I don't know if it's him. I think they make one or the other, but. They do the exact same thing where they have the alien talk through the human yeah, they make the other human. It's this, this movie is exactly the same. Like, they're so lazy. It's exactly the same, but it's not even close as good as the first one. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, to, to, to compare it, this is Jurassic Park 3 to the original Jurassic Park. That's what this is. Yeah. And if if you people go, if a lot of people go like, what was Jurassic Three about again? Exactly. You don't even remember. Jurassic <laughs> no one remembers Jurassic because because that's how bad Jurassic Park Three was. But guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll have reviews up this week for Daredevil, uh, Daredevil season one and two, and we'll have a review up for Ghostbusters. Which... Story. Oh yeah, we're gonna do that right now. So all right. Well, they should listen. <laughs> Well, yeah, they should listen. Um, you can you can subscribe to us here on SoundCloud at the Real Pineapple Seven Seven Five. You can like us on Facebook at the Real Pineapple. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at J Hunter Real Pineapple. And you can follow Mister Scott Nearman on Twitter at Noom the First. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Oh my God! Oh.